Hi, this is The Rocker Recovery. And this is Josh Bond. And this is Angie Meadows. And welcome today. We have another lesson for you. Okay, so today we're going to do conquering ungodly speech. Number one, we have we have uh, two lessons on this, and then we have a lis- lesson on disciplining the tongue. And until we teach ourselves to discipline our tongue, it's going to be very difficult to correct our children. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for those in recovery and in recovery houses or even in prisons to to have pleasant communication because. Uh, we are not responsible for our own speech. We feel like if it goes uh, through our brain, we got to say it. We got to be true to ourselves, and that's not true. Um, that that is just like puking on everybody around you. Yeah. So I think when we can conquer our speech, we're going to be powerful in God because people can't hear us when we have ungodly speech. So the first one, read the question, Josh. What are ungodly man's lips like? Proverbs sixteen twenty seven. Yes, a scoundrel plots evil, and on their lips is like a scorching fire. So what's his lips like? Burning fire. Yeah, a burning fire. So if you keep setting your house on fire, there's this one verse in Proverbs fourteen. It says, "A foolish woman tears down her house with her own, with her own hands." I uh, replaced hands with mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I corrected myself a hundred times. A foolish woman's going to tear down her house with her own mouth, her own mouth, her own mouth. And I was just like, every time I got fussy, I got irritable. I got, I just learned to keep my mouth shut. I learned to walk away. I learned to soften it because even when I'm really soft, if my spirit's not right, my husband still gets his feelings hurt. <laughs> So I have to make sure he's so gentle. So I have to make sure that my speech is correct, that my attitude's correct, that my spirit's correct. So number two, what can defile your whole body? James 3, 5 through 6a. To damage our speech. Oh, what can defile your whole body, James? Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue, the tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. So what defiles my body? A tongue. Ugh. So man, it says it says I, I'm going to set a whole fire, a full forest on fire. And I know Josh that from my past when I've been working with my children that were teenagers, you know, I can build a great relationship with them. But if I rebuke them in anger and harshness it's going to take me three months to get back that relationship yeah they're going to be fearful they're going to be running they're going to be hiding they're going to not want to tell me things so it's very important that i work through my emotions first to sit down to talk to them that i'm not setting our relationship on fire now number three the damage our speech can do is likened unto what James 3, 6b sets the whole course of one's life on fire and it is itself set on fire by hell. So the answer is? The tongue could set your life on fire. Wow. You know what they say is truth without compassion is not love. Mm -hmm. So, and and also, if I don't correct myself first, they're not going to hear me. If if I've not corrected my spirit, my attitude, if I'm doing the same thing, they're not going to hear me. They're going to take it from me. I haven't corrected myself. So what? Did, who did David complain to in number four? Psalms 55, 1 through 5. Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not 
ignore my plea, hear me, and answer me. Oh, so so David's complaining, but who's he complaining to? God. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. My thoughts trouble me, and I'm distraught because of what my enemy is saying, because of the threats of the wicked, for they bring me down, they bring down suffering on me and assail me in their anger. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have beset me. Horror has overwhelmed me. Wow. So David's complaining. He's complaining loudly. Uh, and he's telling the Lord what they're doing to him. He's like, Lord, they're, they're threatening me, uh, and this makes me suffer. They're, they've got their anger. They're assailing me with me, which means they're beating me with their anger. I'm anguished, and, and it, it gives me terror. I feel like I just want to die. I, I've got fear and trembling, and now it's, this is horror. This is total, complete horror. So we need to understand the power of our speech to destroy our lives and destroy our friendships. Number five. What did God promise David? He says in Psalms fifty five twenty two, cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. So what's the promise? Righteous would not be moved. Yeah. So what I have come to, to learn is that there are people who provoke me, and then I make dumb decisions. Then I say dumb things. And there are people that betray me, that hurt me. And so the Lord's talking to me about, okay, when you're being betrayed, when you're being provoked, what I want you to do is trust in me. I want you to give them to me. I want you to cast your care on me. I want you to know that you're not going to be moved, that you're not going to be shaken. But if I allow them to provoke me, Josh, I am moved, and I am shaken, mm -hmm. and I do have horror, and I do, I am in anguish. But if I move that to the altar and say, there they are, Lord, I cast my cares on you because you sustain me, and your word says that I will not be moved. But I don't have the righteousness, but you do, and I'm in you right now. So when I decide to move from woe is me to I'm in him now I can't be moved now God's going to intervene so the second part of this verse is what must we do to get this promise must cast his burdens cares problems on the Lord yes so in order to have that promise to not be moved when people are badgering you verbally is that is that you're going to cast that problem those words on the onto the Lord uh, you're going to cast those burdens onto the altar so let's look at number six our speech can be like what Psalms 140, verse 3, they make their tongues as sharp as serpents. The poison of vipers is on their lips. So what can our speech be like? Serpent's poison. Wow. I do not want to poison those that I work with, those that are ministering to, those that are around me, beneath me, that, that desperately desire my approval. Instead, yeah. I want to always be patient, always be kind. So number seven, what does David pray about an evil speaker? Do not grant the wicked their desires, Lord. Do not let their plans succeed. Those who surround me proudly rear their heads, may the mischief of their lips engulf them, may burning coals fall on them, may they be thrown into the fire, into merry pits, miry pits, miry pits, never to rise, may slanders not be established in the land, may disaster hunt down the violent. Now, this is something that I, that I find very interesting, is David does battle, but he does it in spiritual warfare in prayer. So, I don't know that this is God's will for me to pray against people, but to pray against their wicked words or their wicked acts that they don't have any power over me, and then to pray for mercy for the man. I think that's 
where God's directing. So God prays that God not further wicked devices, wicked desires. The mischief be turned back, uh, their own lips would cover them uh, with their own mischief, that they would be cast into fire and into a deep pit not to rise again. And what I want to cast into the fire in that deep pit is their words. I don't want their violent words to be established in my life to make me run, to make me hide, to make me be fearful, to make me give up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't want I don't want to give somebody that kind of power over me. So You're number right. eight. Do do the wicked think God can hear their lies? Psalms fifty nine seven. See what they spew from their mouths. Their words from their lips are sharp as swords, and they think, who can hear us? <laughs> so I think they think they're getting away with it. I think they think that God can't hear them because no. he doesn't smite them right away. The lightning doesn't strike them right away. <laughs> they get away with it, no. they think. But what they've done is they've put that fire back on their own head because it says a curse that's, that comes to you without cause will not land on you. But if I believe it, if I uh you know, start grieving and getting to self pity and depressed, and 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 I I empower it. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna yeah. it's gonna land there. It's gonna uh, consume me for a little while. Definitely. So if there is cursing or lying on my lips, what will will I be consumed with? For the sins of their mouths, for the words of their lips, let them be caught in their pride. For the curses and lies they utter, consume them in your wrath. Consume them till they are no more. Then it will be known to the ends of the earth that God has rules over Jacob. So it's talking about I'm going to be consumed with wrath and anger in Psalms 59, 12 through 13 if I've got cursing and lying on my lips. There is an anger and a wrath that's going to burn in me, that's going to be bigger than me, that's going to be repetitive, that's going to rob me of my inheritance, which is peace and joy. So number 10. If we have a deceitful tongue, what should we do? Psalms 122. Save me, Lord. From, from lying lips and from deceitful tongues. Amen. So cry out to God, save me, save me, save me from my deceitful tongue. Save me. So Because I can't correct another person, but I can correct myself. <laughs> and, and a soft answer turns away wrath. So if I'm soft... I have it's it's always worked. Yeah. Unless the person's uh, very high, very drunk, yeah. or very mentally ill, it always works. Yeah. And it even seems to work with mentally ill. If I'm just gentle and soft, are you hungry? When was the last time you ate? Did you have your meds? Mm -hmm. You know, it seems to work um, to move that wrath away from me. So number eleven. What are the deadly sins that accompany lying? Proverbs six seventeen through nineteen: haunty eyes, haughty eyes, which means prideful; a lying tongue; hands that shed innocent blood; a heart that devises wicked schemes; feet that are quick to rush to evil; a false witness who pours out lies; and people uh, who stir up conflict in the community. So there are some deadly sins here: a proud look hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run to mischief, a false witness, and discord among the brethren. How many of these do you see in prison? <laughs> yeah. Every one of them. Every one of them. Every one of them. Yeah. So until we can learn that it is our speech that gives the enemy power over us, um, we're not going to be able to conquer um, that evil in our lives and to walk in the righteousness of the Lord. So if your home is your battlefield, I want you to stop. 
I want you to make it your sanctuary. I want you to make it your temple of a place to praise the Lord. Number 12. What will not be established and only last for a moment? Proverbs twelve nineteen. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only for a moment. So it's important to know that when I am lying, I'm not going to be established. My feet aren't going to be stable. I'm going to be in confusion. Instead, I want truthful lips. Number 13. Idle chatter leads to what? Proverbs 14.23. Uh, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. So poverty, um, if I'm just sitting and talking about what I'm going to do, <laughs> but I'm not working and I'm not, and I just think it's going to come to me, I'm going to end up in poverty. So number 14. If we lie to someone, what does it show about how we feel about them? Proverbs twenty six twenty eight: A lying tongue hates those it hurts, and a flattering mouth works ruin. So a lying tongue is a sign of hatred. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we don't allow our children to see us lie, that we don't lie to one another and then get our kids and our friends to cover for us. Because <laughs> yes. it's a sign of hatred. And, and I think that when we have that kind of an example, it's coming back ten times. It's, it's not going to be a seed that's going to be just like, oh, well, okay, we can just – that. it's not going to grow a weed. I think when you're planting lies, you're going to reap a harvest uh, of hatred. Does that make yeah. – does that, that, isn't that what that says? Yeah. I, I'm reaping hatred when I'm lying. So how do I stop my lying in Ephesians 4, 22 through 25? You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by the deceitful desire, desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to be put on the new shelf, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are members of one body. So put off my old self, put on my new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And Josh, I can't do this without meditating on what truth is. I have to meditate on it until it gets so deep in me that now it, it's applied to my life. I can speak this stuff, read this stuff, but until I apply it to yeah. my heart, I can't do it. Until I pray, God, give me the gift of righteousness and true holiness. Give me a truthful tongue. Help me put. Help me see my old man so that I can put him off and put on me a new man because I don't know what that looks like and I don't know how to do that. So I think a lot of this is where you just lean into the Holy Spirit and you you have to grieve and say, I'm tired of lying. I'm, I'm tired of being uh, angry and bitter and wrathful and vengeful and, and so in discord. I'm tired of that, but I don't know how to get out of it. And I don't, not without the Lord. So number 16. How can we know if our communication are corrupt? Uh, Ephesians 4.29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only that which is building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those that listen. So good communication does what? Edify, build up, and, and minister grace, <laughs> unmerited favor to those who hear it. Yes, so if I'm giving grace to others, it's not because they deserve it. It's because that's how I'm ministering to them. I'm ministering to them out of grace. So if I'm planting good communication, building others up and planting grace, I, I'm, I'm going to reap a good harvest. It may take me a little while. So number 17. 
Should we tell dirty jokes or tease others rudely? Ephesians 5, 4. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather give... Thanksgiving. Yes. So these commands are speak not filthy, nor foolish, nor jesting, but those things that are proper with Thanksgiving. So number 18. How do we stop filthiness and foolish talk? Ephesians 5, 4. Nor should there be any obscenity. So uh, let's see. So I need to just be able to develop that grateful spirit. There it is. There it is. It says not to do obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking, things that are out of place, but to give thanksgiving. So when I switch that conversation, that obscenity, those those curse words into grateful words and have a grateful, thankful spirit, there's my weapon. Yeah. There's my weapon to conquer my mouth. (laughs) Sometimes you have to look into these scriptures. If you 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 be thankful, that definitely takes away anger and stuff like that. I mean, if if some guy's expecting you to say F you and you say thank you. Right. You know what I mean? Because you're learning a lesson, too. Patience, caring, humility. Yeah, a lot of times I can just be humble. I'm I'm sorry you feel that way, you know, but not go back at them, but just be really gentle with them. And, and, you know, I'm sorry you're having a bad day. Let me know how I can help you. I'm still work in progress. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. I get that. Number 19. What two things should I put away from my speaking? Proverbs 4.24. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Perversity, yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep talk from your lips. So I want to keep from myself a perverse or evil mouth. So the only way I'm going to be able to do that, Josh, is to keep going back, humbling myself and apologizing. You know, yesterday I said words to you that I shouldn't have said. Would you forgive me? Yesterday. And and I think I've told you guys before, I used to go back and stand in line at the store and wait for the cashier to be free to repent for being fussy (laughs) and irritable or demanding or are argumentative and i can remember it i only had to do it two or three times it was so humbling that it corrected my mouth (laughs) i was like i don't i knew if i if i was fussy the lord was not going to bless me he was not gonna let me have a good night's sleep until i went back and made amends and so that was so humbling that it gave me the power to just keep my mouth shut (laughs) (laughs) so let's see what's the secret to hate a froward mouth proverbs 8 13 to fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. Oh, so it's the fear of the Lord, which is a respect and reverence for the Lord. And as I respect the Lord, I think I'm going to respect the person in front of me. Um, it, I think James talks about that. If you can't love God, if you don't love your brother, no, you know. So I have to love those that are in front of me. I have to practice that. So number twenty-one. What should I pray for so I will know what what is acceptable? Proverbs ten thirty two: The lips of the righteous know what finds favor, but the mouth of the wicked only what is perverse. So the lips of the righteous find favor. So if I want righteousness, righteousness just means doing what's right. Yeah. So I might be able to know it's just not right to open my mouth right now. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not in the right attitude, just keep my mouth shut. So this is the first lesson on conquering ungodly speech. And stay tuned, and we'll give you a second lesson. And thanks for joining us. This was The Rocker Recovery. This is Josh Bond. And this was Angie Meadows. And you can find us again on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, under The Rocker Recovery. You can find the books on Amazon.com. 
www.abler.com under Angie G. Meadows under Rocker Recovery. also have Enablers books for Enablers Journey, and I have some Bible study books on there. So we will see you next time.